0: Hey friends, uh, welcome to this short episode of Come Follow Me, Disciple's Journey. In this week's study, as we study Alma chapters 5 through 7, I uh, have had been having some thoughts uh, throughout the week. Um, for those of you in the United States, you know, there's some crazy things happening going on. Uh, for those of you who are not, I'm sure you have probably seen it. It's been uh, kind of making headlines all around the world, I've seen. And but I've been kind of struggling with how I want to express my thoughts here. I don't want to come off as preachy. That's not what this podcast is about. It's not for me to preach to you. It never has been. I don't ever want it to be that. I don't want it to be about me. What this podcast has always been about, what I want it to be about is the scriptures. And come follow me and how we can find truths for our lives in the scriptures. And... I mean, if you've listened to me for any number of episodes, you've probably heard me reference my my goal as being basically that, that I want to help people get excited about the Scriptures because the Scriptures and uh, the revelation that they can bring from the Lord to you personally in your life is what uh, will guide you through your life and through whatever difficult times and situations you find yourself in no matter where you live. So... With that in mind, here are the thoughts that I've had that, with, what's go, with everything that's going on. And from the scriptures, the thought that came to me was, uh, Moroni, uh, Moroni and Mormon saw our day. In Mormon chapter 8, it's actually Moroni writing, but he says, Behold, I speak unto you as if you were present, and yet ye are not. But behold, Jesus Christ hath shown you unto me, and, and I know of your doing. And I know that ye do walk in the pride of your hearts, and there are none save a few only who do not lift themselves up in the pride of their hearts, under the wearing of very fine apparel, and envyings, and strifes, and malice, and persecutions, and all manner of iniquities. And in your church, uh, uh, iniquities, and in your churches, yea, even every one have become polluted because of the pride of your hearts. For behold, ye do love money, and your substance, and your fine apparel. And the adorning of your churches more than you love the poor and the needy and the sick and the afflicted. He goes on and says quite a bit more, but I I pause here for just a second and think about what Mormon, uh, excuse me, Moroni has just said and compare that to Alma's speeches, especially his address to the people in Zarahemla in chapter five. What is he, why did he leave in chapter four of Alma? He told, he left because of the pride he left because they were wearing costly apparel and and puffing themselves up. He left because they were persecuting the meek and the humble and not taking care of the poor. That's exactly what Mormon just or Moroni in Mormon, excuse me, just said. He's he saw in our day. So, as I thought about that, I, the and the, the current happenings and current events and just our world today, I th- I thought about how powerful. Alma's speech, it really is for us. Mormon included it for a reason. Because he saw us too. He saw our day. He saw what kind of life we'd be living, what the world would be like. And he included Alma's address so that you and so that me, so that I could learn something. So that you and I could learn something so what is the something we can learn well there's lots of somethings, but there's something a, a, a few of the thoughts that I've had in terms of what we can learn um, again one of the one of the things I like to do on the podcast is kind of give you a, a backdrop of the circumstances and the situation and the context right so Alma chapter five isn't happening in a vacuum it isn't just like just Alma five look remember what happened before this right shift in government shift in power new religious leader nihor comes up tries to you know teaches them priestcraft that the the priest should be paid and be supported in all their doings teaches false doctrine teaches that uh everyone everyone um is saved you know there's you don't have to do anything again and I talked about that in last week's episode about the lie that that is. But think about compare that to some of the worldly doctrines you hear today. There is no right and wrong. It the doctrine of Nihor is uh, the doctrine of moral relativism. That there is no right and wrong. You're already saved. No, if there is a, if there is a saved to be had, you've already you're already saved because there's no evil. That's that's the per- pervasive lie that Satan is telling today. He he's really good at what he does. Let's let's be honest about Satan, and and, and he's got a lot of experience. And he's really good at it, but he only has a few tricks. Mormon and Moroni knew that. They sh- tried to point them out to us for us in our day by including those types of things in the Book of Mormon. Now, what then happens right after Nehor, okay, is Amlicai. Amlicai wants to be the king. He's voted down. A bunch of the people believe him and are going to follow him, and they vote him to be their king. And then there's a war and destruction and conflict, right? And they mark themselves. Well, I I started to think about this, and I thought about the phrase, um, and I I saw someone, and I posted, one of my friends posted something on Facebook that got me thinking about this. Um, The phrase is, stirred up to anger. In Alma chapter 2, it says, Now this did cause much joy in the hearts of those who were against him, but Amlicide did stir up those who were in his favor, to anger against those who are not in his favor. Okay, now uh, I used that my handy dandy app, uh, Gospel Library app, and I searched the phrase "stirred up to anger." That phrase appears in some form uh, quite a few times. It's, I mean, I'm I'm still scrolling. And I'm going to say roughly 25 to 30-ish times in some form or fashion throughout the Book of Mormon. Again, Moroni and Mormon, and quite a few of them are in ether. And uh, and so that is also, so it's Moroni and Mormon. They saw our day. And what did they think was important to include? These stories about people, about individuals, about groups of people stirring others up to anger. What does that anger always lead to? Destruction and heartache. Always. The antidote is what Alma did. Alma left, and what did he say? Why did he leave? Because the only way forward, the only path forward he could see to bringing real peace and any type of lasting peace was the bearing down of pure testimony against them. In Alma 31, verse 5, he talks about that... uh, that the preaching of the word has a more powerful effect than the sword. You don't combat the anger. You don't combat the violence with anger and with violence. The only antidote is the antidote that that it has always been. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is what changes hearts. It's what allows people to... Kill the old man of sin and be born again, a new creature in Christ. Literally different than they were before. That's the only answer. That's the only thing that can protect us. That's the only thing that can heal the world. In the last days, section 45 of the Doctrine and Covenants tells us that essentially the, the armies of the world, in the in when there's chaos, we'll be afraid to come up against Zion. Why? Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because of the covenants that are found in in the church of Jesus Christ, because of the priesthood power. But, you know, I, I'm going to read, I want to read some of these, uh, you know, so in, f- about being stirred up to anger, and I'll give you just kind of brief overview of this, so. Uh, I read, I read it to you there in Alma chapter two, uh, Alma ch- chapter 25, another fierce war and just death and destruction happened. It says, now this martyrdom caused many of the, the brethren, that they should be stirred up to anger. And there began to be contention in the wilderness, uh, Helaman six, uh, it blessed them so long with the riches of the world that they had not been stirred up to anger towards. So that was a positive one. But they had not been stirred up to anger. Uh, Helaman chapter 11, certain number who are real descendants of Lamanites being stirred up to anger by them as anger being stirred up to anger. It's it's the catalyst, it's that's that's this it's this first step on the slippery slope to destruction and violence and heartache. Like I said, it always leads to heartache, and it, it's it's connected deeply with pride. Because think about, why did Alma leave? Well, it's because he saw the pride. But well, what had directly preceded that? This stirring up of anger, into anger, this contention, the king men wanting Amalasai to be king. I uh, I mean, that's that's basically the thoughts I've been having, more or less. There's, When there's, I, mean, I say more or less, there's more, but we'll be less tonight <laughs> uh, in, today's ep- in this episode. But... I got a, an email from a listener, so shout out to you uh, as I pull it up. Jim McKinney, thanks for the email, thanks for listening, appreciate it. Uh, he had some really good thoughts about the importance of our covenants and the importance of being born again. Um, that we need to not only be baptized, but also receive the Holy Ghost to receive a remission of our sins and return retainer remission of our sins, that uh, whether we are investigating the church or longtime members of the church, we still have to receive the Holy Ghost. A remission of our sins comes from receiving the Holy Ghost, and that reception of the Holy Ghost on a day-to-day basis, every day, every day, every day, every day is how we are born again every day every day every day and become more and more and more perfect like Christ until we become like him. And so relating that to what I've been talking about in this episode, we as disciples of Christ, followers of Jesus Christ, those who, of us who are members of his kingdom on our his kingdom on earth, we need to remember that we're not perfect. We can grow personally. We look at Alma's questions as he's questioning and asking, talking to people in, t- in chapter 5 who really, they may not, they may be wayward, but they are probably, when well, I say probably, he went to the churches. He went to the the churches of in It's These are members of the church who he's asking these questions to. And he asks questions like, have ye walked Keeping yourselves blameless before God. Look at yourself. That's all you can do. Ask these questions to yourself. If you're not perfect, splendid. That means you're mortal. That means you're human and part of the plan. But are you trying? Do better. Be better. Try a little harder to be better. Be. That's... As and as you do that, and as you're truly striving, you can receive the Holy Ghost, the purifying gift of the Holy Ghost to purify you, so you re- can receive and retain a remission of your sins. Uh, I think of as and as I've been talking just now, I, I thought I think of Christ, um, you know, in one in one setting. A young man comes to him and says, I've done all the, all. The, what can I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And Christ says, do all these things. And the young man says, I've done all those things. And what lack I yet? And then the Savior says, go and sell all that you have and come and follow me. The powerful question is, what lack I yet? When the Savior said that one of his disciples would be the one who uh, would betray him, they all, they all said. They didn't say, I bet it's Judas. That guy is shady. Oh, man, John, he's always doing weird stuff. Lord, is it I? That's what, That was their question. So no matter where you live in the world, from Japan to South Africa to the United States and Ireland and anywhere else in between, anywhere, wherever you live, whatever circumstances you find yourself in in your society and your in your communities, the problems of the world can only be solved by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are the torch bearers. We have the light. But to carry that light, we have to ask these questions that Alma asks. We have to ask them to ourselves. Is it I? What lack of I yet? Uh, and as you know, we need to, and Alma specifically points out, we need to be stripped of pride. I'll close my uh, thoughts with this from from the Savior himself in 3 Nephi chapter 11. He says, And again, I say unto you, you must repent and become as a little child and be baptized in my name, or you can in no wise receive these things. And again, I say unto you, you must repent and be baptized in my name and become as a little, a little child, or you can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. Sounds very similar. sounds like I maybe read the same verse. Two verses, separate, different things, and this is what I want to point out first verse is, I say unto you, you must repent, number one. Number two, become as a little, chi- a little child. Number three, be baptized in my name. The next verse, number one, repent. It's the same start. That's the same order. Number two, and be baptized. Number three, and become as a little child. Now, I'm sure there's m- multiple reasons or more than one reason, or maybe I'm missing the market altogether here. It's what the Savior is trying to teach. But what I get out of that, and what I see from him is that, look, if you haven't been baptized, then repent, become as a little child and humble and meek, and then you, and then be baptized. And then the next verse he's saying, if you've already been baptized, then what you need to do is you still need to, you need to repent, keep your covenants, and become as a little, a little child. Either way, the, the steps are the same. You might be down further down the covenant path, but it's still one step at a time, left, right, left, right, left, right. The steps are the same, no matter where you are. Recent convert, prophet of the church, all of us need to be born again every day, every day, every day. And we have the opportunity to do that because of Jesus Christ and His atoning sacrifice, and because of the glorious gift of the re- of the restoration and the ongoing restoration of the go- His gospel and the priesthood, so that we can uh, make and and have the opportunity to keep sacred covenants through priesthood ordinances. We can you can try all you want, you can do all the self help you want, and go to seminars, and but all of that, as uh, I think as Elder Renlund without the gospel and without the atonement of Jesus Christ and without repentance would be nothing more than miserable behavior modification but to truly be born again you need the spirit and the spirit comes through an ordinance and through our worthiness and I can promise you this that as you and each of us ask the questions to ourselves that Alma asked the people in Zarahemla and seriously strive to be able to answer them in an affirmative way in a, in a good positive way that we're striving that not only will your life be blessed and my life be blessed, but those around us. Uh, I think it was President Faust. I said I was going to close, so I really will close and keep this short. I think it was President Faust uh, talked about when they were dedicating the uh, Jerusalem Center in Jerusalem for uh, for BYU that you know they made a promise to the government um, that they wouldn't proselyte; there would be no missionaries. And the government official said, "But now that's great. You know we trust you. But what are we going to do about the light in your students' eyes? When we when we make and we keep sacred covenants, and when we are worthy of the Holy Ghost, that light for the torchbearers, as I mentioned, will light other people on fire. And I say that to juxtapose it with what's going on in America right now." The fire that we will light will change hearts, minds, and eternities in a positive way. Thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, Shout out to all my listeners in Arizona. See that there's quite a few of you. Thank you all for listening. Um, Again, come follow me, uh, A Disciple's Journey, on Facebook in the group. Chat in there. Share your thoughts. Always welcome to email me personally, jeldonwebster at gmail.com. Uh, that's phonetically Jeldon uh, dot at gmail.com. at gmail. com uh thank you all for listening i really appreciate it i've been getting a few more emails coming in as i and i love it i love hearing your thoughts um i try to get b- back to you uh within a day or so just with between work and everything and so i really i i do i i'm just a guy who wants to talk about the gospel and the scripture so if you or like that, hit me up and we can uh, have a nice discussion. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk next week.